Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is What's the Wave, another episode. We're getting closer to our 20th episode, even though we started in 2018, but I'm not going to get into that. But anyways, I'm joined by my partners, Tyler and Nate. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, solid. Amazing, amazing. That's good. Love you, my brother's doing good. But we ain't going to waste no time with the pleasant... We're going to get into something. So, Nate happened to do something in the group chat that interests me. He predicted his Philadelphia Eagles record because the schedules had dropped last week. And, you know, it gave me an idea for all of us to predict our team's record going forward. Now, just a reminder for those who could be new to the show or don't really pay attention. I'm a Bears fan. Nate's an Eagles fan. Tyler is a Jets fan. So, considering that Nate brought the idea of predicting this team record. I want you to go first. Now, tell me, what will be the Eagles record in the 2020 NFL season? Let me tell you something right now. All right? And when this season begins, the Eagles records by the end of the season is going to be 12 and 4. <coughs> mm-hmm. Is that a problem? Can you tell me some key games on that schedule? Because I'm Key games I'm on the schedule. I need some water. Very first game, let me just start with that. Very first game is the Redskins. We are ready. We're we're gonna like blow them out the water. I'm not even worried about them. Then um, we go to the. I'd say a key game is definitely L.A. with the Chargers. We're gonna win that. Week three, the Bengals. Rams. We're gonna win that. San Francisco. Now that's probably gonna be one of our our losses in week four. But then we play the Steelers. I think we're gonna win that game. The Ravens. We're probably gonna get obliterated. I'm not gonna lie to you. But then after that, we're going to win four straight from the Giants, the Cowboys, the Giants again, and then we play the Browns. So that's four straight wins. Seattle we play. That can go either way, but I put it as a loss. Um, so that'll be our third loss of the season. Then we win against Green Bay. We win against the Saints. We lose probably against the Cardinals and beat Dallas and the Redskins the last two games of the season. Okay, hold on. So oh, man, I got I'm going to run down your schedule real quick. Mm-hmm. Y'all will, y'all will beat Washington. Y'all will beat the Rams. Yes. Y'all will beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And then I have y'all losing three straight games. Whoa. Right. 40, I wanted to ask you that, too. How y'all beating Baltimore. the Steelers? I wanted to ask you that. Y- y'all going to probably... Who do the Steelers have? Y'all probably, y'all that defense. They got that defense. That, uh, defense. They have the, probably the best defense in yeah. AFC next to, the, um, next to Tennessee and Baltimore. That's nice. That's nice. Okay, I'm glad you see it. It's nice. Who, who You're probably going to beat the Giants. Uh-oh. Who's Wentz throwing to? Yeah. Did we lose him? Uh, I think so. I will hope not because I, w- I want to get into the Yeah, he said 12 and 4. I want to see where the 12 is. He be- be- because... The Dallas game at Philly could go either right. way. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not worried about the Giants game. Now, if the if any Giants game got worried about, it's going to New York. When they go to New York, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Now Cleveland's a trap game. Okay, that 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 could go either way. That's mm-hmm. a trap game. He'll be back. Nate will be back soon with us. Don't worry about that. But um, Seattle. They're, they got Seattle at home. They could probably win that game. Seattle at home? But they're going to they, – yeah, they could probably win that game. Maybe, yeah. But you have, you have Green Bay. Going to mm-hmm. Green Bay? I don't know. No. Going to Green Bay, that's tough. New, New Orleans? No. 
Arizona. Whoa, y'all so, don't think? Wait, whoa, y'all don't think that Green Bay is gonna be? I mean, we're gonna be Green Bay. I, I think, I think, I think Green Bay. Are you at home? I don't, I don't think, think y'all beating Green Bay. I don't think that. I think, and I don't think y'all beating the Saints either. We're definitely. I don't know the why. Why do you? What's definitely. wrong with you? Why you say definitely? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So that's one, two, three. First of all, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. San Francisco is be the only game that I think we're gonna lose. And the Ravens. Crazy. And the Ravens. The Cardinals. No, the I, Seahawks. All right. So, because we kind of lost you, go back to the whole Steelers thing. Oh yeah. Because I asked you a bad. question. I was like, who who Carson Wentz gonna throw to against that defense? What did Jalen Hurts? What do you? Wow. Okay. First of all, relax. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I didn't even. I didn't laugh. I'm so serious. First of all. Even if, even if, to? even if, even that's the point. That's why we can do that. We can run a two QB offense, and we can run against y'all. That's Good nice. Y'all, y'all secondary is cool, but y'all don't. Y'all have. I'm not a defensive. I'm just asking you. I know. I, don't I know. See you winning that game. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, with both of our my quarterbacks being mobile, y'all gonna have a problem with that. Y'all have always had a problem with mobile quarterbacks when y'all defense, because every time Philly always played the Steelers, Mike Vick. Nab, everybody, we were always able to run straight through the defense. We could, we may not have been able to throw because y'all had, a, y'all always had a dangerous secondary. Good, good point, but Mike Vick was years ago. You talking about like and, that defense from now, last year was probably the best in the AFC. It's the and, same. And Carson went to about one back. hit away from missing, missing five plus relax. Relax. Too, so, I don't know, relax. I'm just, I'm Worry just about saying. your man Cutler. He said Cutler. Cutler won his divorce. Exactly. But I ain't going to get into all that. But I looked at that schedule, and truthfully, y'all, y'all ceiling is 11 and 5. Wow. The floor is 8 and 8. But I got y'all 9 and 7. Yeah, I got y'all 9 and 7. Why? Because the games you say it is a definite win. You got That's not a definite win because you just don't know about it. Like, listen, if Philly's healthy, they're We're going to be one of the top seeds in the We're NFC. not going exactly. 100%. 100%. Y'all, y'all could be a championship team if healthy. But until they're healthy, you cannot convince me that they will be healthy. I'm sorry. I just need to see it. So you're telling me my season is being hindered by injuries that you're wishing on. Well, not wishing, but like um, predicting. Well, well, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to predict or wish injury upon anybody. It's just a matter of what I've seen for the past. So if healthy. Years. Because if, I, if I'm seeing. If healthy, how many? Mm-hmm. How many? Mm-hmm. What? What? What's my record? If healthy, I got to do eleven and five, twelve and four. Okay, exactly. Exactly. I think it's so more like it's, nine and seven, ten and six. All right, come on, ten and six, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. How? How? You, you how can't see y'all losing six, six games. In this, in this, this. I don't y'all can lose to y'all can lose to the Forty ers Y'all can lose to the Steelers. Y'all can lose to the Ravens. You can lose against Green Bay. You can lose against the Saints. And I'm not really sure if y'all could get if y'all could get two wins against the Cowboys this season if Dak plays. We're definitely we're yeah. definitely getting two. So wins. I see you at ten and six. That's six losses. Y'all haven't beat y'all haven't beat in Dallas in Dallas since the Super Bowl. That's right. Fine. So that I don't mind. know. That's fine. That's only two years ago. Only three years ago. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that was the more Listen. that was the more talented team than the one y'all have now, in my opinion. Listen, so, all I, I got is fair point. All I got, what do you all right? So, what about you? What about you, Tyler? What you me? What you think? Oh, yeah, what you think the Jets yeah, like, I yeah. got us, I got us at six and ten. No, I got us losing. 
I got us losing. I got us losing against the Bills week one. Wow. Week two, we losing against the 49ers. I think we beat the Colts. Losing against the Broncos. Losing against the Cards, but that can go either way. We win against the Chargers. Win against the Bills again in week seven. Lose against the Chiefs. Win against the Pats because we're at home. Lose to the Dolphins and then win again against the Dolphins at home. I don't know why we're going back to back. But we win that second game because we're at home. Win against the Raiders. And then lose to the Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and the Patriots at home for week 16. Six and ten. Maybe eight and eight, but six and ten to eight and eight. Y'all are going three and 13. Wow. I promise you. That is just pure animosity. Name me. Name me. Okay, name me the three teams we've beaten. The three teams y'all beaten? Yeah. Hold on. Now, let me go down your uh, your schedule one more time. You don't even know the schedule, and you're going to say we're going to lose 13 games? No, because I was was counting it. I was counting it in my head. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, I got you. I got it right So, one. Go ahead. So, one, you're going to lose against the Bulls. Right. You said the three teams that y'all beat, Colts, y'all probably beat. Y'all, I think y'all beat the Patriots. I'm not even going to lie. And then y'all going to beat the Dolphins. Or y'all probably beat the Dolphins once or twice and lose against the Patriots. Every other game, y'all So, we can't beat the Chargers, the Raiders. Or we, and we can't beat you're the Cardinals. You're not beating the Chargers. There's no, there's no way we could beat you're the Cardinals. Def- you're not beating the Cardinals. At home, I I'm think, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, well, I'm going to have you back on this. So, I look at your schedule. Lost at Buffalo. Right. Lost again. They're, they're losing to Buffalo twice every time. I don't know about, I don't know about twice. I don't know, I don't know if we lose twice. week seven. I don't know, I don't know I, about I don't, week seven. I don't know. That, that's a toss-up. That's a toss-up. So, lost against San Francisco. I think you guys will beat Indianapolis. I think so, too. Um, you guys, Broncos. Denver. I think you guys will beat Denver at home. You think we'll beat Denver? I don't know. With Drew Locke, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, think, I don't Drew, think remember that. Drew Locke is still in a transitional period. We don't know who he is yet. He's a good quarterback, but we don't know yet. True, but I don't like know. that offense. I don't know. Now, you guys, you got LA. I don't think y'all be in LA, but it's a toss up because every every charger game is an away home game. I won't go there. Um, Buffalo is a toss-up. I don't know about that, so I'm gonna skip that one. Kansas City, need I say more? No. Yeah. New England, I think yeah, I could sneak away with a win. New England. I think so too, only because we're at home. That's a home game for us. At Miami, you guys will lose. Right. Miami at home, you guys will win. Y'all will beat Las Vegas. Lose to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Lose to LA. Right. Mm, the Cleveland game, I don't. I think you guys will lose to Cleveland. I think you guys will lose to New England to cap off the season. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got. So what do you got? Like seven and nine? Yeah, about seven, six and ten, seven and nine. Yeah. So I think we either go six and ten. Our ceiling might be eight and eight. The ceiling is. I think the ceiling for y'all is nine and seven. Nine and seven. Because because wow. if I'm being honest, the wow. Jets have a lot of winnable games. Yeah. The Jets have a lot of winnable games on the schedule. And that it all depends on how the pieces fall into place because my concern with the Jets is not only the defense, because the defense is good if they're healthy, but the offense with the weapons that they have, they don't really have many good weapons. They don't have a number one receiver. They just have a couple of um number twos and threes. True. So that's a concern of mine for the Jets. I think they can win out they can win some games on the schedule. I don't think all is lost. So now we jump to my my team schedule, Chicago Bears. Yes. So I'm gonna go down the line here. 
I think Detroit at home now, Detroit at home, we've done good in the past couple of years. But the energy that would be in Detroit week one, I think Detroit will beat us week one, as I think Nick Foles will be our starting quarterback, and there will be a learning curve. But not a learning curve because Foles knows the, knows the playbook, but, you know, I still think there will be some things to work out. Giants win. Atlanta win. Indianapolis win. Tampa Bay on Thursday night. We will lose that game. But then we bounce back two straight games with Carolina and Rams. I think we'll beat both of them. New Orleans, wow. New Orleans. I don't think we'll be get blown out like we did last year, but I do think we will lose that game still. I think we will lose to, to Tennessee, and I think we will lose to Green Bay as well at Lambeau. But that's when Nick Foles, the switch comes on. BDN switch, um, switch comes on. Beat Detroit, beat Houston, beat Minnesota, beat Jacksonville to get four straight wins. And then we got Green Bay. We lose at home to Green Bay in the last game of the season. I don't know if that's going to determine the player spot, but I do think that would be the Bears going 10 and 6. Wait, not, wait is that 10 and 6? Wait, hold on. I'm not, remember, I feel, I feel basic math, so just bear with me. Three, oh, Lord. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine and seven for the Chicago Bears. I'm not having no more expectations for them. I'm not doing it anymore. Last time I did it was last season. And look what happened. We had we got a had a crappy result with Mitch Trubisky and a horrible running game. David Montgomery got dumb dirty injuries in in there in between. I think the Bears will go nine and seven, and I do not think that'll be enough to get them into the playoffs. Your mm, thoughts? I agree. I will only tweak it a little bit, but I think I think the Panthers beat you, but then I think you guys beat the Titans. So I reverse that. I think y'all find a way to put a hat on Henry, but I think McCaffrey he'll he'll beat y'all. Luke's sake. McCaffrey. So you can, we can put a hat on Henry, but can't beat McCaffrey. Because McCaffrey, I feel like he's more versatile, and you can he's more of a he's more of a threat because he's more versatile. I mean, I I I understand that. I just think that with the linebackers that we have, the Trevathan and Roquan Smith, I think that. He can be contained for the most part. I'm not going to stop Christopher McCaffrey. You can contain him. But Tennessee is a toss-up because Tennessee is a team that they don't do anything really, really well except running the ball. But they still can do a couple of things. Like, they're, they're that gritty team that you don't expect them to beat you, but they beat you in, in ways that mm-hmm. you don't expect to get beat. Ask Baltimore, ask New England. So that game I have is losing... I'm still a little on the ropes about the, the Week 17 game at Green Bay because if you have Nick Foles starting that game, I think you have a great chance to win. Just a matter of can you stop Aaron Rodgers for four quarters. I think it's possible. But then again, I can't ever predict a Bears win against the Packers because I've been scarred to that point. I can't do that. So I honestly point. see y'all going great like point. eight and eight. A and eight's very, very possible. Very possible. I think I'll. I think I. I think that's our. Our floor is like seventy nine. And I think the reason being, because I, I think Nick Foles can lead us to a good record. But if Trubisky has to take over in the season for whatever reason, I think that that would be the reason why we would drop to like seven and nine or eight and eight. But. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're very honest about our teams. Well, some more than others because maybe they think they're going we're twelve four. I don't agree right. with that. If but, we're not you know. going twelve four. We're a, we're really going eleven and five. Yeah, 
five. But we're definitely finishing top of the, the division. I got the Cowboys in the division, but, you know. Yeah. I don't see y'all beating the Cowboys twice. But y'all see the Cowboys beating us twice or us going one and one? One and one. One and one. But I would not be surprised if the Cowboys pull off a win in, uh, Relax. in the link. Hey, man. Cowboys have a Super Bowl team on paper. And we don't? Opinion. The only thing that's going to... Yeah, I do, but I, again... The health factor is always going to come into play with y'all. I'm sorry. I just can't trust the fact that y'all guys want to stay healthy for a full 16-game schedule. Like, I, 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 listen, I'm not no Eagles hater. I don't have no animosity towards them for that playoff game that they beat us in. It is what it is. It wasn't anyone's fault but damn Cody Parkey. But I just got to be honest. And... I honestly, I think it's going to be an interesting season for all of our teams, to be honest. Because I don't think the Jets is going to do nothing. The quarterback competition. What the I'm tone, saying, man. <laughs> I already told you we're going six mm-hmm. and ten. You, I don't. You, you talk about ceiling. You didn't hit the moon with twelve and twelve, 12 and four, and four, in my opinion. That, for a it's super, wishful for thinking. A super, uh, a super Bowl team, I think we're pretty good. It's very yeah, it's a pretty it's, hard schedule. Yeah, it's risky thinking nothing. on your part. That's why I say that. Not because y'all not talented, but, but the fact that y'all have a tough schedule. And you're kind of like underestimating who y'all got to play. Right. But storylines you're going to keep track of is, at least for our specific teams, they're just the just best chance to win the division this year. Bills are good. But we don't know how good they are only because of Josh Allen. True. We don't know about New England. We don't know about Miami yet. As long as Donald Eagles, can stop kissing them females in New York, uh, we got a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay away. You're too young for that. Exactly. But um, Philly, I think their biggest storyline is, well, health is obviously going to be the biggest thing. But is Jalen Hurts going to start a game this year? That's mm. my biggest question. Because if anything, if, if if Carson Wentz has told us anything, he may not play. 16 I think games he's going to start four games out of this one. Four, four? Wow. and you got to going wow. twelve and four. So Carson Wentz going to like go undefeated, or he no, going to win ten or eleven games? Yeah, I think he'll lose probably two games. I think it'll be two and two. Okay. You are very, you are very, very, very overly optimistic. But you know what? That's your team. I can't take that away from you. I respect it. But I respect it. You know, I respect it. As far as the Bears, I think obviously the biggest storyline is is it Mitch or is Who? it Nick? I think it'll who be would you Nick. rather want? I think mm-hmm. I want Nick Foles starting. You need to have that experience. And I think you need to capitalize on the championship winner that you, got, that you already have. And if you don't, then everything's for nothing. And I think the Bears' defense is as loaded as it was in 2018. The only thing that could hold it back is injuries. The mm-hmm. only thing. We are loaded on defense. Offensively, that's going to be something to look out for. Because it seems like with the Bears, offense is always going to be the issue. Always, always, always. So I think with a guy who's aware of what 
very familiar with the system, you have to start him at quarterback. I think he'll win the competition anyway, but, you know. But enough with football. We're going to move on to Last Dance. And Last Dance was very, very interesting. It showed the, some championship wins. It showed the triumphs of Jordan, and they touched on the, on his father's tragedy and him walking away from the game, playing baseball, filling Space Jam, all that good stuff. But one thing that stood out to me was Jordan's leadership tactics. Now, he bullied Scott Burrow because he wanted Scott Burrow to be good. He wanted him to be more than what he was and stop and stop being content with what he was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. And then you have reports that he wouldn't he would not allow Horace Grant to eat for a certain amount of time because if it was because of a loss or just him doing something wrong, bad, whatever. Now, the question I want to ask y'all is, do you guys see Jordan's leadership to be condescending or something that is needed to have a championship team? Anyone can take this. Um, I think that it was needed for that era that he played in. Um, It was a very tough era. You have the bad boy Pistons, you have Showtime Lakers, Celtics. Even later on, you have the Pacers, the Knicks. So you need a tough team around you to deal with those other tough teams that you got to go up against. Now, he might have went a little bit overboard with some of the things that he did, but it was all to make his team tougher. And I think he did need it in order to get past those teams. Because, you know, with the Bad Boy Pistons, they have the whole Jordan rules where they they just mugging Jordan. And, you know, you got to be mentally tough in order to deal with that. And so if your best player is going to be mentally tough, you would want everybody else to have that same level or somewhat similar level of toughness, too, to them. So I think it was needed, but I'm not sure if you would need it now in this era because it's not the same era. They don't play the same way. So um, they, I definitely think it was needed. Like, I feel like we need players like that. Not players to be, like, mean or rude or nothing like that, but – we need players who intensity drives, ang- not anger, but but just like you need somebody to bring th- that dog out of you. And I feel like Jordan was just a leader that he wasn't like a friendly person. Not everybody reacts off of friendly. Somebody needs somebody else to get mad. Like Kobe was like that too. I don't mean to always bring him up, but Kobe was like that in practice too. He didn't. He wasn't friendly with you unless it was off the court. So. It's just more like, especially what Tylo said, and especially in that era when you have the Bad Boy Pistons, when you have the Showtime Lakers, you got Bird, uh, you got you got all these, you got uh, the Sonic, you know what I'm saying, with with, with Gary Payton dogging, um, dogging you every time you get on the court. So at this problem, I mean, at this point, you need that person, that one guy that's going to bring it out of you to make sure you're like, hey, we're not doing nothing but winning this game today. And if we don't win this game today, there's going to be uh, consequences behind that just so we know we're going to win the game the next day. Do I think he needed to tell Horace Grant not to eat? Probably not. I'm a grown man, so I'm probably not going to let another grown man tell me not to do that. But it's not I, – mm-hmm. I think it's more of the – I don't think it was the, 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 the that actual saying, like, oh, you're not going to eat. I think it was just more of the, like – all right, well, you know you did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to haze you 
and do something so that way you don't, you know, you know not to play like that again. That I think it was more of like that, and they just had a respect level because they were winning so much. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like them winning at that high level, you need that one person that's not friendly. Because I don't want to bring this. I, well, actually, I do want to bring it up. I feel like with Steph, like, he was just too friendly. Like, the Warriors, they were just too friendly, like, sometimes, and it just didn't work out. You know, they did have some dirty players like Zaza and do things to, you know, take out Kawhi and things like that. But playing friendly and and, and trying to be like, all right, guys, let's play as a team. Like, they were afraid to argue when they face it. Uh, and now you got KD leaving because of Draymond or whatever excuse they want to give each other just because they're bad. Stand up, be a man, and take that competition. That's all. Now, I think that a lot of people do not know how to blur the lines between being a leader and being a bully. And let's be real about something. For people who play team sports, you have that one person that tries to assume the role as an alpha male. It's not a problem with that, especially with a guy like Michael Jordan, who was the best player in the league and the biggest star probably in the world at that time. They have an aura about them that you don't want to step to them because they have so much power over everybody and everything that if you slip up, he could easily have your role on the team diminished. So that I understand. You don't like if you want to stand up to that, you you know you have to believe you both for that. But I'm you know, I'm someone who's big on bullying. I'm someone who's really big about not bullying people because it's just a very, very just like really nasty thing to do. But I, I do feel like if you have everybody who's just buddy buddy, every, no one holding each other accountable, whatever, whatever, you're bound to fit. And I do think like for I think the perfect example of that team who just went to have fun and played and hold each other accountable was the 2003-2004 Lakers. And he showed them the finals because they lost to a team that truthfully they should have beaten because they had the experience and they had the skill to beat those Pistons. Now, can Jordan be, be condescending at times? Absolutely. Absolutely he can be condescending at times. But I do feel like it's just like I'm so big on accountability that when I see things like that, I, I cringe at it first. I'm just like, you know what? I understand. Because I think what I think we need to see this in our friends group, subconsciously in our friend group, we have that one person that we we know has flaws and stuff like that. And you want them to change certain things, so you kind of pick on them. You don't mean to, you don't mean to do it because you dislike them or you just like have some kind of hatred for them. You do it because you want to see that person reach their full potential, and you want them to realize it. It may not be the method that they want done to them but at the same time you're just like you know I want you to understand where I'm coming from so this is this is my method to want to have you understand where I'm coming from mm-hmm. so I think Jordan's leadership is can be divided in all aspects of life because all of us do it all of us do it and we don't even know that we do it <clears throat> Um, I want to touch on something because Nate brought up Kobe, and I have a question for you. Now, obviously, um, God rest his soul, the closest thing to Jordan was Kobe. 
mm-hmm. but in the NBA now, let's say mentality wise, who do you think is the, the closest, closest to Jordan to right now? Take this one. Yeah. Uh, like mentality. The only or... person that I can see that has a Jordan S. Um, like when we have a little technical difficulty. All right. So, Nate, I want to talk to you. You brought up uh, Kobe Bryant. And um, obviously, God rest his soul, the closest thing to Jordan was Kobe when he was playing. But this is this is for both of you, too. In terms of, like, mentality-wise, who do you think is the closest to Michael Jordan in today's game? And I can see that has that, that energy, that aura when he plays. It's definitely uh, Russell Westbrook. That's I feel like I can see the dog in him. Like he don't wait, he wait, don't care wait, about wait, no friends. I, he I don't do care lie. about nothing in game. Yeah, can you repeat it? That okay. 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 You go. You Russell go ahead, Westbrook. my Where we finished talking? We we finished talking, or are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah we heard you. We heard you. You heard. Yeah, word. So Russell Russell Westbrook. Yeah, um, Russell Westbrook. With that dog and that intensity, when he don't play today, so yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He kind of broke up the whole thing. So like, I I didn't really hear you. Yeah, we'll 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 he'll, we'll get back. Guys, it's it's a lot of things like this happen. We're all in our separate remote locations. These things happen. It is what it is. Right. But um, he did say Russell Westbrook. He he'll be he'll be back soon. But uh, mm-hmm. I've, what about you? Um, I'm going with Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. we'll be back. Yeah, I I said my pick, but I want you to finish your point. Yeah. All right. My pick was uh, Russell Westbrook, but continue. What was your point? What was your pick? I I picked Jimmy Butler. And, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say that next, but continue. So my yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not let me pick the Miami Heat player? You could have picked somebody else. Well, 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 you should be you should be thankful I'm giving love to our Miami Miami Heat player. Very true. So my my point, like I, everything about Jimmy Butler, just goes back to. What he did when he was a Minnesota Timberwolf, go, playing with the second team and taking on the first team, and basically just just sunning all of them. Mm-hmm. That's something Michael Jordan would do. That's that'd be that's something Michael Jordan did do. And I love his mentality because he is he is a no nonsense play. He does not care about your feelings. He's gonna go right at you. And I just wait. I can't wait to. Hopefully, see him be a winner because I think he has such a winning mentality. I just hope that he has a team that can maximize his talents around him. That I, mm-hmm. I I would love to see it. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler too. Not just because I'm a Miami Heat fan, but like to piggyback off everything that you said, he just has this dog, no nonsense mentality that Jordan had. Going back to the Timberwolves uh, situation, he played it with the second team beat the first team, and then called them out. Called them out and went public. Did the same thing when he went to the 76ers. Called out people that wasn't really trying to win and wasn't playing well. Mm-hmm. 
And not only that, but his impact as a star player is is pretty evident. Like last season, Miami, we went 39 and 43, I believe. And this year, we were 41 and 26. No, 41 and 24 with 16 games left. So he turned us from under 500 teams to a potentially 50-game winning team. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, I feel like he's the closest to Jordan and – not to jinx it, but with the nucleus that we have and with a dog like Jimmy Butler, we might see a championship in Miami once again in the near future. If it's under if – if he's on the team and he's the one leading the team, I would not have an issue with Miami winning another championship. I, mm-hmm. I, I respect the hell out of Jimmy Butler. But, um, right. Nate, you want to finish your point? Uh, yeah, I was definitely going to say Russell Westbrook. Uh, but – I was going to also say Jimmy Butler, and it's crazy that y'all mentioned Jimmy Butler like that, because I don't know if you remember Brandon, but back in, like, years ago, like, when Jimmy Butler first kind of got in the league, I yeah. already had noticed him, and I was like, yo, he, he should come to the Lakers. I'm like, I already see it, and I just love the way he was, like, the intense, like, everything that he brought to the court, everything that he brought to the game, the way he played, his leadership role, like, he didn't he didn't care about nobody's feelings, and I like that. I'm saying I feel like that's what we needed. So I feel like Jimmy is definitely one of those players. And you know who I feel like is another player like that? Um oh man, I forgot his name. Um I'm sorry. He's a he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Um, John Morant. Yeah. Yeah, John yeah. Morant. Like I see that in him. I feel like I feel like once he gets his like confidence up, he I feel like he's gonna be one of those players as well. Let me tell you how something. Don't be surprised if Kawhi Lin is the same type of guy. You just don't know. Don't mm. be surprised. Because That's a hot take. Kawhi Lennon has an image to uphold, and I think that he tells his teammate to uphold his image of being just a quiet guy, doesn't really do much, but just play basketball, all about basketball. But don't be surprised if he's he's in behind the scenes at practice demanding guys, getting guys into, into place because – Truthfully, I think his leadership is the reason why the Raptors were as good as they were last year and they won a championship. Don't mm-hmm. be don't be surprised. Because mm-hmm. a lot of truthfully, Kawhi okay. is my favorite player in the NBA right now. And the reason why I do, because I see Kobe and Jordan draped all over him. He he it's hard to explain, but you just you just see that killer mentality that he has. He doesn't say much, but he just goes out there and does it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jordan and Kobe were different in the regard of they didn't they they said a lot and they were trash talky. Who knows? Try, uh, Kawhi Leonard may trash talk. Who knows? But I just the killer mentality that they have and they're just the fact that they just do do do. I think Kawhi Leonard is definitely that definitely. guy. He could definitely be that guy. A lot of it's crazy because a lot of uh I watch a lot of like interviews like basketball and stuff like that, and a lot of players in the league they'll say. Like that was his teammates. They'll say that he's actually very vocal in in practice, and like um, like just outside of like basketball. Like he's always like being the first one to text everybody and things like that. He's like everybody says that he has great leadership roles, but you never know until like they already won and like you know everybody hangs up their jersey where right. everybody was right. behind the scenes. So you never know. Like Brandon was saying, he probably is just like Jordan. Probably worse because he's quiet. Yeah. So that means he's just plotting on you the whole time. <laughs> he's just 
all, all, he, all he got to do is get like, oh, man, damn. Oh. <laughs> 20 suicides. <laughs> but but um I wanna I wanna transition to the last dance topic, but I wanna ask y'all one question. And I'm curious to hear your answer. So obviously we know Michael Jordan left for baseball, I think after the 93-94 season. He went to go play for the Chicago White Sox organization, more specifically the Birmingham Birmingham Barons he played for. If Jordan had stayed with baseball, what do you think was his peak? That Mm, I think he would have made like one All Star team. I don't think he would have been a, like a great baseball player though, because he was thirty one when he started playing. Right. But I think I think he would have made an All Star team. He would have been a a fairly productive player, but he wouldn't have been like an elite baseball player. I don't think because this is too late in your career, too late in age even to just start and be an elite baseball player. Mm-hmm. But. I think he would get an all-star selection off of being, like, popularity. You know what I'm saying? Because it's him. Um, I don't think he would have been – I mean, he was terrible. <laughs> but I don't think he would have been, you know, terrible after if he would have played, like, a mm-hmm. few more seasons. I think he would have gotten, like, a good uh, – you know, he would have gotten used right. to it. He's Jordan. Like, he would have learned the game. But um, I don't think – I think he would – think he would be too elite like what Tyler saying like a run for them something like that something simple he'll just be a I role definitely player, think so. he would have got a oh hello yeah yeah I was gonna say I definitely think he, he would have got a couple golden gloves though um, I don't know about that because that. I think so because he's he was defense is athleticism and Jordan was real athletic. So I think plus he was an outfield. I think I think he could have got a couple Golden Gloves. He was real athletic, that uh, real athletic, but couldn't feel for his life, which is why I was gonna say I think he would have made the major leagues. I think possibly he would have made an All Star team, but I think he'd have DH'd like at least two three years within his career. He was not a good Maybe. fielder. He was not. You could have played second base. You don't really need to be that good of a fielder. I mean, I mean, base. true, but I, I, I don't think switching positions was very, very um a big thing back then. But I mm-hmm. mean, if that yeah. was the case, I think Jordan would have capitulated. He would have made a transition, and you know, I, I, I think Jordan would have been a two fifty, two sixty lifetime hitter, which is a bad yeah. for someone who's transitioning from basketball to baseball. But I think. I don't think he'd have been a world beater, but I think he'd have been very, very a decent above average ball player. But he would have definitely mm-hmm. stayed with the White Sox. He'd have got traded somewhere, one percent. He could end up in uh, for the Yankees. For all we know, the '90s Yankees, early '90s Yankees wasn't that good. They would have a spot oh, for him. They had a spot for Dion. Yeah, I'm, I imagine the Yankees would have got him. That would have been a that would have been a great, great marketing, marketing tool. Imagine, or, imagine, imagine uh, Jordan. Until he started stinking up the place, then, then you they would have gotten him out of the real, real Imagine that, what, a Jordan yeah. Yankee uh, jersey? That would be crazy. Man, that would be 23 crazy. and pinstripe. Oh, that would be crazy. crazy. Oh, man, that would be crazy. But, and then, like, the ones colorway, wow, that would be sick. Yo, just yep. imagine, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the cleats was coming out, like, well be like well after Jordan played mm-hmm. baseball. Imagine how many colorways he could have came out with. You know how many? That's the thing too. Imagine how many black kids would have wanted to play bat on um, baseball because of Michael Jordan, if he would have stayed. Yeah. 
That'd Sports would have been way different. That would have been huge because I, I think even now you have a problem with getting African-American kids to get into baseball because they're, they're all into basketball and baseball uh, – excuse me, football. Having him as the benchmark to be a baseball player, that would have been amazing. I mean, Ken Griffey kind of sort of did it, didn't really complete it. Barry Bonds kind of sort of did it, didn't really complete it. I think Michael Jordan would have made a big difference in that, to be honest. So, I, I, I think it would have, but I think he would have had to play the part like as well. He would have had to be good at it. He did, he had to be good at it, but I think the name really, really matters at the end of the day. Brendan, I'm kind of – I'm kind of – my bad. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm kind of shocked that you you named Ken Griffey and Barry Bonds as people that made black people want to play basketball – I mean basketball, baseball, but you ain't named uh, – ah, I just lost the name. Bo Jackson. How you ain't named Bo Jackson? Well, Bo Jackson was a super athlete. We know he was a super athlete, but I think – wow, you know, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because I, I was about to say if I was a very, very black person, I did not want you to get on me because I, I, I was about to say that Bo Jackson did have the star appeal of a Ken Griffey or a Barry Bonds, but that's simply what? not true. That's simply not Watch true. It. I'll take that back. That was, that was a very black mistake on my part. That's uh-huh. my bad. But uh, Bo Jackson, see, the thing with Bo Jackson is I just don't think he lasted long enough in baseball. Like, he made some great plays. He made the all-star team, I believe. And he had that that catch where he ran up against the wall on some Matrix stuff. I was like, good Lord. That would have been – I'm surprised that didn't influence a lot of black kids to play baseball too. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's a good point. And really bad thinking on my part. And I'm going to let's act like that never happened. But anyways. Bo knows. Bo knows. But um, we want to stick with Michael Jordan because our very favorite, I guess, company, ESPN, had dropped a list on the 74 greatest NBA players of all time. I guess that's what you, what you do when coronavirus is intact. You have nothing to do, so you just try, decide to make a list. And um, in a regard, a bad list, to be honest. Um, First things first, I just want to say, Kevin, Kevin Durant is ranked behind Steph Curry at 14. Steph Curry is at 13. But we're going to get to that. I have a, I have a couple of um, issues with the list itself. And I have a very, very big issue that both of us is going to have an issue with. So, let's get to it. Let me just find, because, you know, I have a lot of notes in front of me. And let me just find it very, very quick. It'll be very, very quick. Don't, don't worry. So, we're going to start at number 10. Number 10 is Shaquille O'Neal. And then there's number nine. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> number nine is Kobe Bryant. Now, How? We're going to get, hold on, hold on. Hold your, hold, hold your, hold your vitriol. We'll get to that. <laughs> number eight, Tim Duncan. Number seven, Larry Bird. Number six, Wilt Chamberlain. Number five, Magic Johnson. Number four, Bill Russell. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two, LeBron James. And number one, Michael Jordan. Have that, fellas. I don't know who you want to go first. No, have that. Anyone can take it. Have at it. Um. Well, like you said, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the other bad things about this list, like Isaiah Thomas being 31, 
Curry and Durant at thirteen and fourteen. How about you? no Carmelo? No Carmelo Anthony on this list. At, We're not gonna get wait, into at that. All? What? He's not on the list. Carmelo's at not on his list at all. Oh, I looked through his God. list three times. No Carmelo on his oh, list. Oh my God! But we're not gonna get into that. We're gonna get into the meat of it, which is the top ten. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before before we go further, mm-hmm. I very, very, very much disagree with Giannis Antetokounmpo being ranked above Allen Iverson. But go ahead. Exactly. I don't agree with that. And Chris Paul being 42. Like, like well, like 40, 42. 40, comma, 2. But Chris Paul ranked at 40? What's wrong with these people? And then Isaiah Thomas is only one spot ahead of James Harden. And, and, and listen, Steve Nash was good, but we're not going to rank Isaiah Thomas over Steve Nash? Right. Isaiah Thomas, people forget. He, to me, he's the second greatest point guard to ever play basketball. I can agree with that. Why is he only at 31? That doesn't make sense. He got weight at 26. Exactly. D-Raid is at 26. No Akeem in the top 10. No Melo at all on the list. But top 10, we're going to get into it. Okay. Um, uh, Like you said, Shaq, Kobe, Duncan, Bird, Chamberlain, Johnson, Kareem, LeBron, and Jordan. The Kobe thing, right? Uh Now, I get... Both of y'all are upset. I don't agree with – let me start off by saying I do not agree with Kobe being nine. But if you look at the analytics and if you really pay attention to that aspect of it, uh, those those things hurt Kobe. Hear me out, all right? Boy. Listen, right. Listen. I'm here, so, so you can make an argument that for the first two to three championships that Kobe got, he wasn't – the best player, right? You can make the case that he only won one MVP in his career. Do you know how many MVPs um, he was supposed nah, to? No, let him, let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Okay. He should have won against Steve Nash. Do you know? They okay, that's him. not they the only one. That year. They robbed him four different. You know what? I'm gonna let you go. Go ahead. Go. I'm right. He got one MVP. If you look at the analytics, Kobe wasn't like very efficient in terms of shooting. He was a volume shooter at that. So when you take a fact, when you factor in all of these different things, Kobe, he's great, but he might not be as great analytically as the other people that's on his list. Not to say that I agree with him being a nine; he should be higher. I got him higher on my list, but I can, I could understand why they would have him at that, but I don't agree with it at the same time. How can you watch basketball and understand, or even like give a reason? Of how Kobe Bryant can be number nine of all time. Wait, we, how, okay. I'm, I'm still confused on how people have Tim Duncan better than Kobe Bryant. I want to make a point about what? that. Okay, because stop. I still don't. Understand. You gotta stop. What you gotta stop doing. I don't is have you to stop, stop disrespecting Tim Duncan. Like Tim Duncan doesn't deserve to be in the same ballpark as Kobe. You gotta I, stop doing that. I never said Influence that. What I said. What did. I said. No, I did not. I said he. I don't know how he's better. Than Kobe Bryant, because he's not better than Kobe Bryant. He's not if better than Kobe me, Bryant. You're telling me. Hold on, let me ask you a question. You're right. telling me right now, if you're if you're a GM for for Miami Heat, and you have Kobe Bryant in his prime and Tim Duncan in his prime to start up to get start off with your franchise, you're telling me you're gonna you you have to think about that. Yeah, it's close. You do have to it's think close? about it. You do have to think about it. Yeah, yes, it's close. It is close. What's wrong wow. with you? What's it wrong with you? But here's, oh here's my, my thing. Here's my gosh. thing with that. Are you? I, 
I, I listen, I I think Tim, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant are really weighed a lot together because they was in the same era of dominance with each other. They both dominated their eras. But here's my yes. here's my thing. I have, we both have, I think when the Duncan and Kobe debate comes up, you really have to take into account the the leadership in hand for both teams. Tim Duncan always had a solid team around him. That is mm-hmm. a fact. That is a fact, and that has nothing. And, to, and, and Kobe is going to hurt because of that because he missed the playoffs the first year. It was just him. So my point is, Kobe had to do so much more, so much more than his for his team that Tim Duncan ever had has ever had to do. Okay. Like talent, it's not beyond the realm of imagination to think that before making your choice. Tim Duncan is not a slouch at any at, at any part of basketball. Defense, offense, leadership, he's not a slouch. So why I don't know why Nate, why did you be like, wow? Tim Duncan is a five time he won rookie of the year. He's the finals MVP. And then Kobe, like I said, and the no, what I'm trying to what good. Not, not good. good. I understand what you're saying, but what I'm trying to get you to mm-hmm. understand is that Tim Duncan, he he played the game right. He played the basketball how basketball mm-hmm. is supposed to be played. Can't never take that away from him. But what I'm trying to make y'all understand is when it came down to it, you're giving Kobe the ball. He t- you're giving Kobe the shot. You're trusting Kobe with the team. You're trusting Kobe with the last play. You're not going to Tim Duncan on the Why very not? last play. Why are you not going Everything. to Tim Duncan on the last play? You're, you can, but you're not going to him every play against every team. You're giving that ball to Kobe Bryant against you don't you don't care who it is. You know that but, no matter what, Kobe Bryant's shooting that last play. Well to go back to my point, you don't have to worry about giving Kobe the ball because Kobe's gonna take the ball and take his shot. Which factors back into the whole Kobe's not gonna What do you mean Kobe? You want me yes, to read yes. He is gonna do that. He he is going to do that. But what my thing is, do you know why? Because why? of who he is and what he was doing on the court. Been clutch enough. Little shots. Yes, he's have. Of course, you're going to be. A, he's a volume shooter. Like you explained, some players are just like that. Are we going to hold uh, Oscar Robertson, his, his triple doubles away from him because of him? Are we going to hold Will accountable? Are we going to hold Jordan accountable? Are we going to hold LeBron accountable when he has to go? Like, I mean, I, I don't even want to say LeBron because LeBron's very efficient. But are we going to hold greats accountable when they have there's to not, be volume shooters? No, but shooters my thing is great. there's nothing so wrong with being a volume shooter. But when you're not efficient as a volume shooter, then that's a problem. It doesn't matter. He, shooters are going to shoot, but you got to make the shots. Melo is like that. the shots to matter. You're telling I'm not me saying that he doesn't make shots. Five my point is that he takes, Does, he takes no a shots. lot more. It takes him a lot more shots to get to where he has to get to as far as other players that's on his top ten list. So if you, I'm talking about in terms of just basketball, I don't think he should be not. But when you go, when you dig deeper and you go analytically and you dig deeper into the numbers, you can make a case for him to be number nine. Okay. No, you cannot. If we, if we, I understand what you're saying. Okay, so if you, if you want to go by strictly accolades, you want to go by strictly things like that, then I, I still don't even understand because 
How would he? If that's the case, then how is Jordan number one? If we're doing it like that. If we're doing it like that, how? If we're doing it analytically, Jordan was way more how efficient. Jordan number one. Then, then not way more efficient, way but more efficient. Efficient. To me, he was a better defensive player. Then you talking about Kobe? You talking about Kobe? Than everybody. No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about how on this list, if Kobe's number nine, right, and we're talking about uh, analytics right. and 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 things like that, right. So if we're doing that. How is Kobe number nine, uh-huh. five rings, and all of that? One. And Jordan is number because one. Because analytics. When you have players like Kareem, and you have players like Wilt and Bill Russell, and, and uh, uh, whatever else, you know what I'm saying? Oscar Robinson with crazy stats and better efficiency and better rings and better this and that. Larry Bird. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have a lot more players that have because, better Because efficiency-wise, PER-wise, the best, the best out of everybody. Offensively, more efficient than most of these guys because he's playing on the perimeter. Defensively, he's I'm playing on most of these guys on this list. So that's why he's at number. I don't think he should be number you're one either. But that. if we making the case with Jordan or Kobe, so who? I think so. Who do you have number one? One of my top ten. How, how I re-listed the the top ten. We okay, so we uh, let's put. Like, I I don't even know what to say right All now. Right. Let me hear you talk so, to Jordan. Okay, so one, my yeah. ten, number ten is Akeem Olajuwon, nine is Tim Duncan, eight is Will Chamberlain, seven is Larry Bird, six is Shaq, four, three is Kareem. We have the same. We have we have the same top five just shuffled a little bit. Wow. Okay, it's not a bad list. Since we go through list, I, I made my list as well. You want to hear that one as well? Go ahead. I'll hear that one. I'll say okay, mine next. So I have number 10, I have Will. And that's a very generous thing because I think Will's uh-huh. a little overrated, but just as me. At nine, I have Shaq. Number eight, I have Tim Duncan. Number seven, I have Bill Russell. Number six, I have Larry Bird. Number five, Magic. Number four, Kobe. Number three, Kareem. Number two, LeBron. Number one, Michael Jordan. Now, listen. I have to give respect to Kareem because I think in the midst of all the GOAT conversations, he is missing all the time. I don't know why that's the case, but he is missing all the time. So, I think that to say Kareem is better than Kobe, that's not something that's like, oh my god, that's that's ridiculous. No. Kobe's a great player. I think Kobe is, has become underrated to a lot of fans. But with 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 considering everything, Kareem being the alpha male on all the championships that he has won, Kareem is a solid three. I can't put Braun over Jordan because I'm someone who believes in I'm someone who can separate the talent from the accolades and putting them all together, too. Because I do think LeBron James is the most talented NBA player of all time. In terms of most accomplished, and you put every every body, all body of work together, um, Michael Jordan is the best player in NBA history, and I don't think it, it, it's not that – it's it's close, but it's not that close. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's close. I'm going I'm to say my 10 because I feel like we all kind of have – sort of the same 10. So maybe we mm-hmm. can go back and forth. 
So I would say I would say number ten is definitely gonna be uh Shaq. Then number nine, I'd say Tim Duncan. Eight, Larry Bird. Seven. Mm, that's where it gets a little mixy. Seven, I'm definitely gonna go with uh I'll go Will Chamberlain. Six, Bill Russell. Five, Magic. Four, Kareem. Three, LeBron. Two, Kobe. And one, Jordan. Oof. And you know something? If this was on a larger platform, Braun fans would absolutely murder you. They would, but but I, this is the thing. I don't. I'm not saying that LeBron is not a goat because LeBron is a goat. He's I in my personal in my personal opinion, I think LeBron is the most. I think he's been the 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 most player, the most talented player. He has been the player that's been built for this game. Like he's literally built for this game. Like his, the way he runs everything, he's just built for basketball. Just like how I think Jordan was literally mm-hmm. built for basketball, from his hands, everything. Um, but I just don't, I don't know, man. I just give it to Kobe. Like I feel like, I feel like your dedication, your work ethic, and everything that you put towards the game also uh, goes into being the greatest basketball player. And if you look at uh, most memorable and most like highlighted. Uh, like life and basketball, yes, it's gonna always be Jordan at number one. But if you look at Kobe's like basketball journey, Kobe really like he he basically got overshadowed by Shaq, even though he did the exact same amount of work that Shaq did for well, the first for those three rings. And then and then he did and then he did it by himself. Not technically by himself. He had a great team, but it wasn't the mm-hmm. same team that Shaq team had. You know, so I feel like people forget that, and people forget that he had a great season 03, 04, 06, 07, 08, 09, 010. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, he literally bullied the entire decade from from the 2000 to 2010. And, and, and that's the thing. I don't want the accolades to work against Kobe because everyone and their grandmother knows Kobe Bryant. is. It's criminal. He only has one MVP. Everybody knows that. And he's supposed to have five. Five, five is a, five that's is a the, little that's bit the of a sad stretch. part. I'll say, I'll say three. He has four. four or five. Three or four. But I don't want that working against him because if we're really going to delve into to the analytics like Ty Lowe was saying, Kobe Bryant had a better season than a lot of guys in the seasons he should have won an MVP. A lot of the guys. So I, I can't have that work against him because tr- truthfully, it's not fair. Tyler, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <clears throat> but we just went down our list. I'm going to recap for you. I have um, Wilt at 10, Shaq at 9, Duncan at 8, Bill Russell at 7, mm-hmm. Larry Bird at 6, Maddie Johnson at 5, Kobe Bryant at 4, Kareem at 3, Braun at 2, Jordan at 1. Now, you I got, heard you grunt. Yeah. What was your grunt? You got Russell over Shaq? Only for the standpoint they have, well, because listen, they both had reigns of being the most dominant player in the game at one point. No. Mm-hmm. 
No, Russell, 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 Russell was never. No, he was never the most dominant. Maybe the most dominant defensive player, but the most dominant player during that time was Will yeah, Chamberlain. Yeah, he, he was defensive as well. I mean, fair, but if we're if we're gonna um, narrow it down, in that sense, Bill Russell was the same person who was being up on Will too. That's why I gave. That's why I gave him the edge. Fair point. And, and I think, uh, and I think the the time Luke was playing it, I think it could it could work against them. That's why I have my second. I do. I do want to ask y'all a question. Now, do y'all think that because a lot of people have this debate before, like the Jordan, Kobe, LeBron debate, there was the the Bill and Luke debate. Who do y'all think? I know one is obviously a, a juggernaut in defense, and one is a juggernaut in offense. But who? Do y'all think it's actually like better? Like, who would y'all consider to go? You know, oh, man, it's, it's a damn good question. Because we've never really had that conversation. Question. Yeah. Because obviously, when you look at the numbers, Wilt was putting up. You're just like, man, like, how do you mm-hmm. stop that? But guess who's the one person to do stop that? That was that was Bill Russell. And and Bill Russell, he may have been yep. a juggernaut, but he could still put up points too. And with that being said, I'm gonna go with Bill Russell. I I don't all right. This is the thing, right? I feel like yes, Bill was able to stop Wilt, but I feel like that was just only like for like like I'm not gonna say lucky games or lucky like times because obviously that's not real. But I feel like Wilt was just gonna keep going. And he was gonna keep going. Bro, Wilt was literally what, yeah, seven two, around, yeah. seven one? And he, he, they, they basic, they said his his vert was basically unseen, unmatched at that time. His speed was unmatched. Obviously, Bill was there matching with him, but he wasn't like Will. And I feel like I feel like that's the thing that LeBron does in this today's league is he's built different. And I feel like Will is just was just built different. And I don't think Will, uh, Bill Russell was going to be better than him, um, just because of that. But defensive wise, I feel like he definitely was gonna stop, you know, over and over and over again. But I don't think Will. I think Will was gonna find yeah, this conversation is tough because it's That's like what you're really debating is like just pure talent and dominance over like a winner. So it's it's tough. It's kind of like the like the Peyton Manning yep. Tom Brady argument in a way. So it's like right. It's Perfect tough to go with siding, but for me, I'm gonna go Will just because like the numbers that he put up was just crazy. 50 points, 25 rebounds. He played 48 minutes a game. Like, it's just crazy. I just, I just want, I just want people to understand something. He's doing this in chucks. Fair point. In like, chucks how, with no three point line. I don't even line. understand. Like, 50 points, how, no three point line. With no three point line, you get <laughs> fifty five points and twenty five rebounds. It's crazy. I don't even understand how you minutes doing that. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, like how it's like, they was doing. Did y'all hear about um? Did y'all hear about yeah. in the elevator and somebody asked <laughs> oh. about the weather up there? <laughs> you talking about bullying? That's <laughs> bullying. Yo, for the yeah, fans that's... that don't know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like he was worse than Jordan, bro, because he said, he said, he said, it's raining. Listen, listen, man. You say he may be worse than Jordan. 
I mean, he he he. I think he lied about all the women he slept with just for that alone. He I don't know. Worse than Jordan. He was in L.A. I don't know. That's crazy. Oh, you think he, he lied? LA. I don't know, bro. I think he was. He put up fifty points a game. Yeah, a lot I think of I think he was doorstep. really doing that in L.A. I mean, that is that is true. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. dang. I think Magic done took his oh, spot. Boy. I'm gonna go there. But um, oh god. <laughs> I'm gonna say this though: seven feet or no seven feet, you spit a loogie on me. We got to fight. I don't care. My pride, my pride oh, yeah, in the way. We got to do something. Facts. I'm taking it's probably people in the elevator too. We're not just by ourselves. Something got to be done. I got to show you. You might beat me, but this ain't that. That man said it's raining. I'm sure Yo, that's that sad. Cried. I, I wouldn't cried. even. First of all, my first reaction. Yeah, I think he probably was crying, bro. Because my first reaction, if I saw right. that, I would probably start busting out laughing. Imagine if he had a shorty with him, too. I'd just be in shock. He just in the car mad with his shorty. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Oh, he stole that. What was taking him? I don't want to talk about it. Y'all, if I'm in the elevator, I just have my back turned just like... I'm not laughing at all because I don't want to get spit on next. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm like, yo, it's raining. I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, spitting on people. <laughs> oh, exactly. Man. Yo, how you? First of all, and you want to elevate it? You gotta wait to wipe it off before you. <laughs> and even, you gotta hit a thing before you even get off the elevator. It, so like, now you spat money, so he probably had the penthouse. <laughs> so that's probably like what fifty floors. Same floor with him. You gotta spit on you for fifty floors. All the way to the lobby. All the way to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loogie. All, all the way to the top. Oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, man. Yo, I, I can just imagine with the Pikachu face. Him walking out the oh, elevator. He just did that to him. Like, I tell you what. If I find like, a picture of that man with a with Will Chamberlain loogie on his face, and I still don't find that 100-point game footage, it's going to be a problem. It's going oh, to be a fake. major it's problem. Fake. It's fake. After that, it's fake. It's, I mean, you need some type of footage. It's footage of everything. How is it's nothing? It's just him. It's just him with a sharpie marker writing 100 on a piece of paper. I, they, they got footage of James Naismith. I, I, don't, I don't think. Dude who created basketball, but you can't get footage of a 100-point game from Will? I don't think that. I think he scored 100 points. And even if he did not score a hundred points, he definitely scored. No doubt, a lot but if it's not a hundred, I don't want to. I don't because want to keep saying it. I don't want him to keep talking about a hundred points. Right. If it wasn't really a hundred, so I I know somebody. Like I have video? a friend. I have a friend who actually is like his. Uh, he has a nah. He has like a great. Well, he probably do. I don't know. He has like a great like uncle or whatever. But his great uncle is very like old, basically. I think he's like over ninety. Excuse me. I think he's like over ninety. But he was telling me he was like, "Yo, I think he scored over a hundred points." And I was like, "That's definitely cap." But if he did, if he did score over hundred nah, points, the, the one thing scared. that the one thing that kind of like makes me feel like it's fake also was the fact that it was a hundred flat. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's what that's what he was saying. He was like, it wasn't a hundred points. He was like, they're making it. They just said it just because it was yeah, uh, a, you know, it's a number, like it's a cool number. 
Yeah, but he was like that. I think it was a, it was over a hundred. He was like that. He was listening to the radio. Right. At the, you know how old people are. So I was just, I was just like, all right, well, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna listen to him. But yeah, he made it seem like, like he scored like overtime, double overtime. I was just like, I okay, nah. fact, <laughs> it's just a nobody knows. Just a hundred points. Who scored? Who were points. they playing? Like who supposedly they were? Nah, playing nah. Like there's there, there was definitely an opponent. I forgot. I don't know. Probably the the New Jersey Plumbers or something like that. Something like that. New Jersey Columbus. She was disrespectful. <laughs> but yeah, I caught a yeah, foul ball. Yeah, I went to the New Jersey Bears baseball game. I, I thought I thought Barry Bonds hit me at home. I was close. I was close. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, you lady. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> wait, Anyways, wait, Nate. What was your list? I didn't really get to hear today. your list. Oh, yeah, nah, bro. say it again. I want to hear it, bro. I, I, I said my deep. list already, but okay. I said okay. Oh, uh, I said Shaq. Shaq at 10. I got, um, I forgot who I said in the Shaq at 10. Um, you went up to Dome. I'm finna, I'm finna eat your list. Oh, when? What did I say? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I didn't go off the Dome. I can't find. Oh, I said Shaq. I said 10. I said Larry Bird uh, at 8. Then I said, um, Wilt. Then I got Bill mm-hmm. Russell. Then I got Magic at 5. Then I have um, LeBron James. I mean, yeah, Kareem at four. LeBron James at three. Kobe at two. And Jordan at one. Where is Elijah in your list? Listen, Elijah is just outside because I think okay, Elijah so, is very underrated. He's just outside my list. Yeah, I was going to say Elijah Wan is literally yeah. 11. Like right after Shaq. I promise you he's right after Shaq. Because, all right, look. I would I would put Elijah Wan in my top ten. The only problem that I I can't do I that. I got Russell at eleven, and I got Elijah Wan at. I don't I don't know, man. I just feel like like I I I'm not mad at that. Russell, I'm not Russell mad at who? that at all. I think who? I think it missed of all the oh, um. Wait, wait, what was up? Russell at eleven and Elijah Wait, which Russell? I feel like they're oh, the okay. closest out of it the, because they're the closest that you could really like compare ah, out of the two like, right. like next to Nick. Who should be in the top ten? I'm going over Elijah Moore just because like I've seen Elijah Moore play and I've seen like him being good. And offensively, he was the more offensive, gifted player. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I, I feel like I feel like you can put Elijah Moore in the top ten only because if without Elijah Moore's footwork, Elijah Moore's footwork is just what good. it is now. Hey man, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, today, fellas, 